0: Second Chronicles chapter twenty and verse eleven. Second Chronicles chapter twenty verse eleven, and uh, I'd like to invite the uh, worship team to come up as I'm as I'm reading this. But um, Second Chronicles twenty eleven says, "Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast us out of your pos- possession, which you have given us to inherit it." Well, I love 2 Chronicles 20. If you ever read 2 Chronicles 20, if you don't, you you need to read 2 Chronicles 20. And it says, um, verse 3, how Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Why? Well, because verse 1 says, it came to pass that also the children of Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir, the Ammonites besides them, came down to Jehoshaphat to battle. In other words, they got three armies coming against them. Three armies are coming against them. And uh, verse 3 says, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. So he didn't just fear and uh, confess like, oh, they're going to kill me. (laughs) They're going to kill us. This is the end of my reign, you know. I'm the king. You know what always happens to the king when they lose a battle. (laughs) It's that he feared. And his response to the fear was he set himself to seek the Lord. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah And Judah, uh, the whole uh, company of them, gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. And so when you find yourself in a situation where uh, you have enemies coming against you, uh, whether you physically see them or you just know that they're there, that is the time to set yourself to seek the Lord. And uh, he didn't even do it by himself. He himself did it, and he actually proclaimed a fast because he's like, hey, I'm the leader here, so I can proclaim a fast, right? (laughs) And he said, so we're all going to put God first right now. We're all going to look to the Lord right now. And then um, he began to pray later on, and that's where I read in verse 11. uh, And I'll back up to verse 10. And now behold the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let us invade. Let Israel invade. That's us. Uh, When they came out of the land of Egypt, but they uh, turned from them and didn't destroy them. Behold, I say, how they come to try to cast us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. And so, uh, when we were in worship, the Lord kind of stirred this in my heart. Is that when you are a believer and you're a child of God. It's so easy if you just kind of go with the flow and just, well, I wonder why this is happening to me. I wonder why, doesn't the Lord know this is happening? Uh, Doesn't the Lord want to stop this? Uh, Can the Lord stop this? Well, yes, the Lord has the power to stop it, but no, the Lord cannot stop it unless you give him access. He will not override you. And um, I'm going to go through just a few verses real quick. Uh, well, let me finish with that, that thought real quick. And, uh, you know, so essentially they sought the Lord after that. While they're seeking the Lord, the Lord said, you know, you're not going to fight in this battle. You send the praisers out in front of you, in front of the army. So that instead of having your infantry first, uh, you put your praisers first. And so, and they're supposed to say this, say, for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And so the, immediately the word of the Lord that came to them was not about them, but it was about God. So that they are confessing the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. So in other words, when they're looking to have the enemy taken care of by their praises, they're saying, wait a minute, God, you're a good God. Well, you can know God's a good God, but then you're so self-aware sometimes that he's a good God, but you're a bad God. Person, a bad Christian, or in other words, you made mistakes. You're not perfect, and uh, if if you are perfect, then I'll I'll pray for those that are deceived here in a minute. <laughs> and so they're saying, confessing in this time of battle, in this time of affliction coming their way, they're saying, Lord, you are good, and your mercy endures forever. Meaning, you're good. And even, not just based on me, not based on me at all, my goodness at all, just based on your goodness, you are good and your mercy endures forever. So any area where I have a weakness or or I have messed up, I have failed, you're good and your mercy endures forever. And I'm, I'm going into the battle with these words. You're good and your mercy endures forever. Okay. I finished that and then I lost my page. So Matthew... This is like a power-packed mini-message here. Very last uh, chapter in Matthew, Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So Jesus said, all power and all authority has been given unto me, unto Christ. And he said, because of that, go, therefore, and take dominion. Go, therefore, and overcome the devil. In other words, if you're waiting for Jesus to come and do something to set you free, that's not going to happen because he has already done everything to set us free. And the way that actually shows up in your life is when you believe it enough to say, wait a second, Lord, look, the enemy's coming to try to steal your possession. In other words, wow, I went to a different room. Praise the Lord. In other words, Sickness coming against your body. Yeah, the enemy's coming against you, but it's not just you He's coming against a child of the Most High God. In fact, you are not your own You've been bought with a price therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are the Lord's So there's a whole lot more going on than the Western American Self-centered view of Christianity, which is me and mine There is, if you do not have health in your body, you can't go and serve the Lord and do what you need to do. If Christ is going to go somewhere, he's going to go through you. If Christ is going to say something, he's going to say something through you. He he witnesses by your spirit. But if he's going to talk to someone on the street, he's likely to use your voice. Your family, always do it in love. He always works in love. And so the authority that a believer has is not automatic just because you're a believer that you take it. The violent actually take the kingdom of God by force. That doesn't mean that I'm forcing people, other people, No, that means I'm forcing the devil because of the authority that Christ has given his body. And I'm saying, Satan, you have no right to touch my body. You have no right to touch my finance. You have no right to touch my family. You have no right to touch anything that belongs to me because I'm a child of God. I have been washed in the blood of Jesus. And when you come against me, it's not just me you're coming against. You're coming against the blood of Jesus and the work of God. You're coming against a child of God. We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. So don't be a self-centered, flesh-dominated believer and say like, well, I don't, I don't need financial increase. That is a very self-centered thing to say. Because Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter nine that you always have an all sufficiency can give into every good work. And so your financial blessing is about a lot more than your comfort. In fact, the Bible really doesn't teach that we're supposed to be comfortable actually teaches we're supposed to be uncomfortable in the flesh you're going to make your flesh comfortable you will not have the blessing and the provision of God but if you seek first the kingdom his righteousness all these things will be added to you Uh, the Lord desires that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers but the word of God also teaches thou shalt not covet so like oh, I have to have this I have to have this Well, if you need deliverance, you need deliverance, not just for yourself, but everything that we are given, it's so that we can give it away. So if I need deliverance, I need to be delivered so the Lord can use me to help someone else get delivered. If I need to receive the word, it's so I can give it away. If I need to receive finance, it's so I can give it away. Do you understand? So God wants you blessed financially. He wants you blessed physically. He loves you. It's, that's actually, you're redeemed from that by the work of Christ. You're redeemed from poverty, redeemed from every sickness and every disease, redeemed certainly from spiritual death. But it's not just about you. It's actually about all of those that you're going to reach. Um. I think that's enough of those. So, what I want to do is—I don't know how long my cord is here. It's long. Okay. So, I'm gonna make this easy for uh, Gabriel. And so, they're gonna sing, uh, start singing this song about the grace of God when I finish. And then, if you uh, need healing in your body, if you need uh, deliverance uh, from any kind of oppression. If you need, um, you just want hands laid on you. I want you just to slip up your hand where you're at, and I am gonna come to you. Uh, th- that way, you don't even have to get up, and uh, and then uh, Melody and I are gonna pray for you. And uh, God's a good God. He never changes. If He ever healed once, He still heals. If He ever delivered once he still delivers. If he ever provided, he still provides. And so your focus, as we lay hands on you, is what? What do you think it is? Receive? How do you receive? For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. If, if an earthly father knows how to do good things, has a desire to do good things for his children, how much more? Does our Heavenly Father desire, have power, have ability, know you from the inside out and the outside in? How much more? God is a good God. Have faith in the goodness of God. You just stir it up, the goodness of God. Like you're like, I'm going to have hands laid on me. I'm, I'm kind of like, Lord, you're a good God. The enemy tries to bring thoughts of imperfections that I have or whatever. I say, And his mercy endures forever. The Lord is a good God in his mercy. Don't you think God knows everything? And so don't you think God knows if you desire to receive from him? Don't you think he knows you desire that? And don't you think he desires for you to receive more than you desire to receive? What joy it brings the Lord when his children receive, receive his gifts. What joy it brings the Lord when we actually yield to the power of the sacrificial blood of Jesus Christ and say, yeah, I believe that. I believe that blood is stronger than my weakness. I believe that blood is stronger than my sins. I believe that blood will set me free. I believe that blood is greater than my mistakes. I believe that blood is greater than my inabilities. Faith in the blood. That's Romans chapter three. Thank God for faith in the blood.